Hey, everybody, welcome to another special episode of Puck Off. Uh, this one here, we are dissecting the Calgary Flames. I am your host, Chris Nozick, as always, joined by my co-host of the Short Shift Pod, Mr. Andrew Johnson. Andrew, how are you? Are you Stop. excited? <laughs> are you excited to get through the second half of all these teams in rapid fire session? And for us, yeah, we're going to we're sort of in like the creamy middle here. Um, so it's just going to be a lot of bang, 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 bang. But but that's a good segue here by me. Credit to me. I don't know. I think Calgary might be a little better than the creamy middle this year. Calgary is going to be very interesting and fun to watch, no less. Oh, they, yeah. still, they still have some some of their own stuff to figure out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be very interesting. I think, you know, obviously big questions around Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, and um, who is the other one that I'm blanking on at the moment? There was another unrestricted free agent coming up that they were looking uh, at. Was it Tanev? Was it maybe it was Tanev? Possibly. Maybe it was. But there were there were three that they were like oh, one. Backland. Matt Hack what? Matt Cal Backland. Backland, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I knew it was another forward, but I think Elias Lindholm stays. Uh I have it on pretty good authority that they're revisiting that one. And mm-hmm. uh he doesn't really want to leave, but knows that it's a card he can play mm-hmm. to kind of you know. I have a feeling they re-sign him probably in that $9 million range, eight years, something like that. Do you think that kind of gets them into trouble a little bit if they have to do this? If Calgary has to do this? Yeah, because you have, you when have, you, I mean. When you say get them in trouble, what do you mean? Like with the cap? With the cap, because the cap is going up. The cap is going up. But Manjapani makes about six. Kadri makes about seven. Huberto makes about 10.5. Wegar 6.25. Coleman um, 4.9. Yeah, there's there there's a lot of top heaviness in what Calgary has in terms of their in terms of their uh salary salary well, division. Well, right now they're over. They're 200,000 and change over. There's a really easy solution to that, I believe, but well well What do you think that. that easy solution is? You trade Daniel Vladar for a sixth. I think you just Done. cut him. You just wave him. Let yeah. someone pick him up. I mean, if you have to. Otherwise, he'll go down to the to AHL. He'll cut a couple hundred K off your books. Uh yeah, and yeah. then and then you'll be okay. But because uh, if I'm Calgary, Dustin Wolf is ready, and maybe J- Jacob Markstrom needs somebody who's a threat to his job. I was gonna say of... first of all, are you sure Dustin Wolf is ready? I do dominated the AHL last year. I'm I'm pretty damn positive. He looks ready. He looks solid. Uh, I can understand wanting to go into the regular season with Marshall Vladar and then go, okay, yeah, you're right. He is ready. Let's move Wolf up and find a way to do this mm-hmm. and, and make it work. Uh, I understand the mindset because you just, you just want to be sure. Right. And goaltenders, we say it all the time. Goaltenders are voodoo. Goaltenders so look ready, but then he comes in and he's like, what the fuck is going on? What is a puck? I can't stop it. And now you're like, fuck, we just traded Vladar and now we're stuck with this kid. And now well, I think Vladar is what he, uh, even if, even if Dustin Wolf isn't this Vunderkind, Vladar, I think Vladar is what he is at this point. He's a, he's a, he's a bat, he's a backup in the NHL. 
I think that's what he is. Dan, Dan Vladar's ceiling is Brian Elliott. I'll take that for an NHL career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just, you know, you're talking Jake Allen, Brian Elliott, Dan Vladar. That yeah. is what he is. A guy who can come fine. in, a guy who can come in, start some games, but if he's your starter, you might be in trouble or in the lottery. R- right. You, you're he's a backup for a good team. Exactly. Yeah. And you know who could use a backup on a good team? Hmm. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Jo- J- Jonas Johansson is not an option, but he's currently their backup. He is currently their option. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just like that's the kind of team that a Dan Vladar will help. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's fine. Calgary can keep him for now. Fine. Like you said, he's worth a, a late to mid round pick at best, depending on what your status is as an organization. So whatever that that's a piece they can use. Now the piece that is the most interesting will be, what do they get in return for Noah Hannafin? Because one thing that Craig Conroy has made known, he doesn't want to keep players who don't want to be in Calgary. Noah Hannafin has said he does not want to be in Calgary anymore. You think that that kind of that when Conroy said that out loud, that sort of opened Pandora's box because I think the it's, second he said that four players were like, I want out. I think it opened Pandora's box. I think he knew it would, but I think he knew he had to because especially because you got to remember the shitstorm he was inheriting. He was inheriting the Daryl Sutter shitstorm. Mm-hmm. So basically he had to come out and say publicly and behind closed doors, if you no longer want to be here, that's okay. I understand what the last guy did. <laughs> I understand. Are you talking about troubling or sitter? Because both. Both. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. If you don't want to be here, I'm not going to make you stay mm-hmm. because I don't want you to have that bad taste of Calgary in your mouth that, even though shit happened, we can't fix it. We can mm-hmm. fix it. I'm going to try to fix it. But if you don't want to be here for it, I'm not going to tie you down to the ropes. Okay. You know, clean That's slate. It, it, you know, trying to wipe the slate clean. Admit, I, I, as, as they say, admit wrongdoing, even though it wasn't his own. Yeah. And acknowledge the problem. Again, not his problem, but it was a problem. And try to move the ship in the right direction going forward. But it's interesting that... But in order to do that, you got to get the people who don't want to be there off the boat. But it's interesting that even though those guys are gone, Troubling's gone, Sutter is gone, that didn't change much. I would think that Daryl Suter being gone would be, would, you know, they'd be dancing in the streets. They'd be riding the Scotiabank saddle dome like a horse. They'd be celebrating in the, celebrating in the square. But I think it did more behind the scenes than they're letting known. I think mm-hmm. I think some of the bigger names, you know, Huberto, Kadri, Backland, Lindholm, Huberto, Huberto is going to be like I think I think all a lot of those guys are now sitting there going, okay, we're at least going the right direction. Mm-hmm. I will give it another shot. Now, a guy mm-hmm. like Huberto, he's fucked because he's there for another eight years, but. You know, I think he's going to rebound significantly. I think he'll rebound if he can keep a guy like Lindholm as his center. 
Right. He does not fit the Nazem Kadri mold. And I mm -hmm. think Backlund is a little too defensive mm -hmm. for him. I think they need to have Huberto and Lindholm on their first line together. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. I, if uh, you're having your spine be having your spine be Lindholm, Cadre, Backlund, I'm not. I'm not kicking that out of bed. That's that's a good middle. No, and I would I would put Dylan Dubé full time on the wing. I think you could put him opposite Huberto on that top wing, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you you really can start firing there. Um, you can again, mix and match a lot of them. Sharon Govich is another one that you can put in. Oh yeah, I I like can... I like Sharon Govich and I like him a lot. I like the two of them with Nazem Kadri. Mm -hmm. I like and, Sharon Govich a lot. Just period. I, well, just in general, they both they all have a physical yeah. style of game. And if that can be your third line, Kadri, mm -hmm. Sharon Govich, and um and Coleman. And Coleman, okay. Like that's a solid third line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a third that is a third line on a cup contender. Ooh, okay, okay. So you actually before we recorded, I said um I I told you I was like I'm I'm I might be higher on Calgary than most are. You that, seem like you the, the me, way that you're me, talking. You think that again. That third line is a third line on a cup contender offensively. Mm -hmm. I still look okay. at this team and I go defensively. There are some questions, and I hold no candle whatsoever to Jacob Markstrom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all. Okay. So, now, if this team if this team finds a way to get Dustin Wolf in their net, I'm moving them up the standings a bit. And depending on what they do defensively, and 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 that's the thing is, with Noah Hannafin not wanting to be there right now, they're kind of in a position where they have to wait until the trade deadline to move him, because you're going into camp, you're not going to move him because what? How's he playing this year? People are going to want to see him on the ice first. And now, to be fair, the Pacific Division is pretty weak. So if you go into the trade deadline and say Calgary's second, what then? Well, that's the thing. Like, what do you what do you want to get in return for Noah Hannafin? Because every everybody was talking this offseason, a trade between Boston and Calgary, Lindholm and Hannafin for so and so, so and so and so and so. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was that was the big thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Lindholm, I think, stays. I, I don't think he wanted to leave. I think he wanted to see what the changes were going to look like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's a huge move for a 28-year-old. But I don't think he's ruled it out either. Mm -hmm. But Hannafin, he's bounced around a bit. He knows what it's like to move. He don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. He's only 26. I thought he was older. I know. He's been around fucking forever. Mm-hmm. But you well, know, yeah, he, had, he made he made Carolina out of camp as like an as a nineteen year old, I believe. And, and you know, Boston's been watching him ever since. They've had an eye on him, right? Now, this is where, again, what are you targeting for a guy like Hannafin? Because Noah Hannafin, if he's not signed, he's not getting you a lot. However, if the mm -hmm. team that you allow him to uh, that you say we're targeting this team to trade you to mm -hmm. they want a contract extension in place and you sign him first of all what do you sign him to would you give him an eight by eight deal 
no, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Noah Hannafin is a classic, good at everything, not great at anything type of defense. And, and right now he's paid just shy of $5 million. He's going to want to raise. Which is, he, he is paid for what home. he is. He's right. paid for what he is. So with the cap going up, what's that payment? I don't know, maybe 6.5. So you'd only give him a like million. A, like like a Lindholm rate? type of deal, maybe go less years. So give him a, a four-year, what, what about like a four-year, $7 million deal? Takes him till he's 30. Mm-hmm. And he's 28 mil with the takes cap him till he's 30 takes him till he's 30. And around that time, the cap will be big enough where he can go. He can go for one last big payday. Exactly. Now here's yeah. my question because Boston's had their eye on this kid forever. If you're Boston, do you go after Noah Hannafin for the next, what would end up being five years knowing that you can lock him into a deal like that. And if you can, what do you give up for him? DeBrusque is definitely would be on the table for someone like Boston. Um, Lucelle. So would you give up now? Because obviously you're getting him with the extension. Yeah. Right. You're getting him with the extension that comes with some tax attached. Right. So my question to you is, do you target someone else in the deal from the Boston perspective? Um, I'm checking to see what they have for like, uh, um, let's see. I'm trying to see here. Maybe like, a Roy Kennis, maybe 21 year old center in the minors here. Jacob Pelletier, maybe something like that. Something like that. And then you throw in, you do a package around Lysel, DeBrusque and, uh, like Forbort. And, I mean, and that would make that would that would probably make the money work. Well, that's my point. Is you you also have yeah. to make the money work. So, well, but we probably have to have retainment though. Possible, mm. yeah, because the Hannafin deal kicks in next the following year, right? Um, my question to you is: If you're Calgary, do you look at that? Because I, like you said, I Hannafin look at that. Is what he is. I look at that, and I especially look at that if. Because um, he's out of he's out of the conference, exactly. Yeah, and and tell me and, that and also if, if up to that top forward group won't hurt. I was gonna say if rumors are to be believed, Calgary's wanted DeBrusque for a while. So now you're looking at DeBrusque in the top six in this forward group. Mm-hmm. A deal like that again, it doesn't have to be Boston, but getting those types of players into this lineup for Noah Hannafin. Mm -hmm. I like this team a lot better. And depending on the team, maybe Vladar's involved in the deal allows you to bring up Dustin Wolf. Like, um, you know, another team to keep an eye on possibly is Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Shifley. You know, I know he's a center, but. Winnipeg's got to figure out what they got to do. And soon. And there's, and, and there's three team deals to be had too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, my point, my point being is those types of players make this lineup better and make mm-hmm. them a playoff favorite for me. I just don't know if Craig Conroy can get all of that done this year. I certainly like where this team is headed better for next year than where they are right now. Mm-hmm. Also helps that next year is the last year of Vladar's deal. Uh, they have uh 
Killington coming off of the books next year. They have Kevin Rooney money coming off the books next year. Like mm-hmm. next year, right now, they have $35 million in free cap money. And that's before the cap goes up. So mm-hmm. even though they have to retain a bunch of young players, uh, Tanev, I think, stays. I, I think he gets a small pay bump, not much. Um, Zadorov, like those are guys that I, I can see staying there if this year goes well enough and they are showing the ship going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. The Pacific is wide open. This is a team it's that Vegas, I, it's he, Vegas, it's Vegas, and then just a bunch of pieces. Well, no, I, I, I think Edmonton, Seattle, Vegas, LA, like they're all in the mix. Seattle is in the mix, like. Cal- but Calgary is in like Calgary controls their own destiny. And by that, I mean, they don't have to suck again, mm-hmm. but they could. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And if they, mm-hmm. if they play just to their ability, like nobody pushes a ceiling or anything like that, they just play their average game. Mm-hmm. They'll finish behind Vegas, Seattle, LA, in Edmonton, that puts them at fifth. But again, the Central's also wide open, so there could be two wildcard teams from the Pacific. Calgary could squeak mm-hmm. in because mm-hmm. they're better than St. Louis, Nashville, like, you know, like those like those teams. They're way better than Chicago, Arizona. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, but I, I am, but the thing is, the thing of it, the, the upshot of it all is, is like you look at you, you look at the Pacific. You look at the Pacific and what they did and what they've what they did in the offseason here. And let me just go through here real quick. Um, let's see. Here we go. So Edmonton, I, I you can I I can pick apart a lot of the Pacific division, more so than other divisions here, which is why I, I think how we could finish as high as second. Is that is that weird? Is that I, I was just gonna say their their ceiling in this division is two. Yeah. Again, it, their ceiling is two, but their floor mm-hmm. is six. Mm. San Jose is bad. We've discussed this. <laughs> yeah. San Jose is bad. And Anaheim is bad. Like they get the two bad teams. Those are gonna be the tomato cans of the division. But then you have like Seattle's probably gonna regress. I don't trust that goaltending. The shooting percentage was unsustainable from last year. No, but you they have bring Shane right in with another year under his belt. You hope you hope he takes that step. That's unsure right now. Right, but Matty Veneers also now has a year under his belt too, so he's got an elevated level. That's to that's a lot more sure. Matty Veneers is the next Patrice Bergeron. I I said what I said. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be legit. But I think Seattle does take a step back next year. Um, Vancouver. A lot of a lot of really good players. Eh, I, they could make the playoffs, but I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm no, not. No, they have a lot of work to do. They, they have a lot of work to do. Their dumpster is still on fire. L.A. Their defense is Drew Doughty and and Vladislav Gavrikov, and then they hope to Christ Brent Clark pops up. They pop, they took a in. huge risk trading um, Sean Dersey. That was a big mistake. That was a big mistake by them. Jersey, Jersey's going to thrive in Arizona, I believe. And like Edmonton, I Edmonton, extremely, extremely top heavy. 
extremely top heavy. They have been for years. They have been for years. How is this any different? Well, they can squeak well, Dan Vladar in there, net. They sure, absolutely. What are you gonna do with What are you gonna do with Jack Campbell? What do you like? <laughs> That's five million dollar Matt Murray treatment. You're on IR. You're hurt. Did you know that you're hurt? Because we're telling you that you're hurt. (laughs) I'm not hurt. I feel fine. And then Ken Holland just elbows him in the red beans, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" It's just a flesh wound. (laughs) I've been shot. I don't know, man. I think Calgary. I and do not misunderestimate Suter being kicked to the curve and having somebody else, man. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't even tell you who the coach of Calgary is right now. Could not tell you. It's not Daryl Suter, therefore they will be better. Especially a guy like Huberto. Especially a guy like Kadri. Especially a guy like Manjapani. I think Calgary finishes in second in this division. I really, truly believe that. I don't because I have zero faith in Jacob Markstrom. That's the wild card, isn't it? I have zero faith in Jacob Markstrom. I think if Markstrom remains their starter, I think they've overplayed him. He's he's a thirteen he's a thirteen year veteran. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's so funny. He's a thirteen. Another one where you're like, he's been around for he's been around forever, but it's been that long. He's thirty three. All right. Mm-hmm. Last year he played two hundred plus minutes fewer than the year before. All right. Mm-hmm his numbers were worse. Mm -hmm. All right. The year before that, he played 2,500 minutes. So almost 1,100 minutes less than he did two years ago. His numbers, Mm -hmm. his goals against was lower. His save percentage was lower. So like at 32, he had a 9-2-2 save percentage, a 2-2-2 goals against average. He posted career marks in both categories inked a contract and is instantly regressed. Mm-hmm. He's not that guy. His career numbers, his career goals against average is 272 uh-huh. and 909. He had that one year with nine shutouts and I think that sort of colored a lot of people's perception of him. 100%. No. He's not that guy though. He's just not. Again, 292 last year. 892 the uh save percentage, mm-hmm. 272 goals against. Dan Vladar was mm-hmm. 287 and 898. Vladar played more than I think Suter wanted to play him. Vladar played uh 27 games last year. Or I'm sorry, Dan Vladar la- let, let me put it this way. Dan Vladar last year played what he is, all right. Mm-hmm. Save percentage last Back, year got, eight nine four. Yeah. His career eight nine eight. Mm-hmm. His goals against exactly the mm-hmm. same for both yeah. two eight seven. You're paying that guy two million dollars. You're paying Jacob Markstrom, mm-hmm. whose career numbers are two seven two and nine oh nine six million. I know we were talking about Martin Jones being the savior for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but. You could literally trade Markstrom, play Vladar, Jesus Christ. and have the same results. Markstrom's not that guy. It's a bold take, my friend. Yeah, that's a bold take. That's a bold take, but I, I, he's a one-time same, all-star. Mm-hmm. And that was like a that was like a one freak one freak year that he had. The year he had nine shutouts. 
<laughs> what were you saying? Yeah. No, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. No, no, it's 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 fine. It's just like that. That's a, that's that's bold. That's a bold take. And for somebody who's like an established, he is an established. He's he's one time All Star, but he's an established NHLer. Um, he's a solid. I don't know. I two. like their top four, but I do like their top four. I like their top four, and I like. I How like, much are you gonna like it when they trade Hannafin? Depends on what they get, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, I agree with you. Their ceiling in the division is number two. There's a mm. lot they got to have go right for it to get there. I now, have granted, a four, four, five area. Now, granted, me me saying that they could finish as high as second in the division is let more less colored by the team itself and more colored by the division itself. Yeah, but I have more faith in teams like LA and Seattle than you do. Okay. 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 I don't That's like, fair. We're going to get to those teams, so I don't want to talk too much about them, but mm -hmm. I really the the biggest thing I don't like about LA is they took a hit on D when they traded Dersey and they took a huge hit in goal by not keeping Corpusalo. However, Rob Blake's not the kind of GM that'll let those holes go unfilled this year if that's what holds them back. I think mm -hmm. what he's doing right now is he wants to see where the team is with what it has before he just goes shaking the snow globe again. Mm -hmm. Last year, he tried to shake the snow globe. He brought in Gavrikov and he brought in Corpusalo and it almost worked. Corpusalo was excellent for them, but they don't, they I, didn't I think have it was 4 money million to pay him. They didn't yeah. have 4 million to pay him. And I have a feeling what may end up happening. What could be their savior is, Cam Talbot can't stay healthy. <laughs> that might be their their savior is that their starting goaltender might not be able to stay healthy. That's kind of an indictment, isn't it? Yes. But the thing too, though, is there's enough goaltending around the league right now that mm -hmm. if they're patient enough, a Connor Hellebuck might shake loose. A uh, UC mm -hmm. Saros or uh, Yaroslav Askarov might shake loose and mm -hmm. become available. And if you're L.A., you jump on any of those guys. We'll be clear to you, Cam. You're keeping the seat warm. Exactly. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Alinas Olmark may become available. A Jeremy Swayman may become available. There is a lot of goaltending people and players that are really fucking good that mm -hmm. LA just has to wait mm -hmm. and wait and be patient and then jump on as soon as they become available. A Quinton Byfield might become an overpayment. But if you're getting Connor Hellebuck, Linus Olmark, Yaroslav Askarov, UC Soros, any of those kind of guys, mm -hmm. you get rid of Quentin Byfield in a heartbeat if your goaltender is what's holding you back from success. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about LA. We will. But Seattle, I have more faith in than you, apparently. Um, I I think more of the, the, the division, like the Vancouver's, that like they're going to... Um, like Vancouver, Edmonton, even Anaheim to some degree, they're going to help hold Calgary back. Mm -hmm. And I think Calgary is very much on par. They'll want to play 500 against teams like Nashville, Minnesota, Arizona, Winnipeg, and St. Louis in their conference. Mm -hmm. So I have them more in that fourth, fifth role. Okay. They could squeak in though. We'll see. We'll see. My question to you is how much mm -hmm. faith do you have in them if they trade Noah Hannafin? Because you said you like the top four. We're gonna I wrap do like the top four. I do like their top four. Um 
Well, I, like I said, it just depends on what it just depends on what they decide to do with that space, what they decide to do with that slot, where they decide to go with it. It is a holding pattern in Calgary right now with a lot of with a lot of players not sure whether they want to stay or not. And hey, they need to figure out, like you said at the very beginning, they need to figure out who wants to be there. And whoever doesn't want to be there can puck off. Their savior is that their starting goaltender might not be able to stay healthy. That's kind of an indictment, isn't it? Maddie Beniers is the next Patrice Bergeron. I, I said what I said.